0: to another episode of Addicted to Anime. I am Stephen Wago.
1: And I'm John Awago.
0: We're the Wagos here with Addicted to Anime on Megapowers Radio live every month. And we've got a third participant with us tonight, introducing Ryan the Leprechaun, because I can't remember your last name. <laughs> Thanks very much, Stephen, for being on there so we uh got a bit of irish blood coming in uh, we know i have a bit of welsh blood on uh, mega powers radio normally so a new addition to the crew hopefully you will be joining us in the future too so tonight we're talking about Tenjo tenge which is an anime which is all about fan service fan service and violence but it does have a pretty good plot line to boot but before we get into that We're going to be uh, talking a little bit about our top five. We always do a top five each episode, and this time it will be top five fighters in anime. So um, I'm going to go around the horn and ask each of you to list your first one. Um, Go to Janna first, and who is your favorite fighter?
1: Uh, This is in no particular order for me, but um, the first one I'm going to go with will be actually from the show we're doing tonight. I'm going to go with Maya Natsume from Tenjo Tenge. Um, she can do something that I'm not saying to anybody else in the school do, and we'll go deeper into that later, but the ability to uh, change her body just to withhold her chi and basically kick everyone's butt and basically have them believing they can kick her butt and then have her turn around and completely whoop their asses. just It's really, really pleasing to watch. <laughs>
0: All right, so Ryan, who is your first of five in your top fighters?
2: the same. with you want? My order goes no particular rating. About my number one would be guts from the anime Berserk. It's just the whole fact that he's wielding huge ass sword, which people think is a monster strength, and monster's feet. You see, so what? That'd be my number one, Steve.
0: Alright, so for my first of five, it has got to be Future Trunks from Dragon Ball Z, and that's because Dragon Ball Z is full of guys that just blow shit up, make loud noises, and who are constipated half the time, but Future Trunks is a little different from everyone else. He started out in, well, um, in a different time era where he lost everybody he loved, including his final mentor and... Came back to the past to change everything. And his whole story is just really sad and tragic. And seeing him triumph, um, sell in the androids in his own timeline after pretty much getting killed in the future. in the current timeline is awesome. So Trunks is definitely up there for me. And also he has a special spot in my childhood. So Janna, which is your second?
1: My second would be Yoko Kurama or Shuichi Minamino from Yu Yu Hakusho. He is more complicated than a lot of the characters in there. He actually has probably two consciences inside of him. And he has so many movesets, the ability to warp the world around him and use it to do his bidding. And some of the moves are silly and it's just like, oh no, rose petals, but some of them are like, pulling out giant plants that'll like crush you or eat you alive or trap you in this nightmare world and it's it's some of them are just terrifying looking. It makes you think, man, I'm so glad that doesn't exist in real life. And uh that's why I
0: like him. Okay, that's it for Jonas. Second of top five. What's yours, dude?
2: Um, my second will be Itachi Chia from Naruto. Given like a whole conflict of Itachi killing his own clan and like at such a very young age, even for the magazine of wisdom of uh, Hokage at the age of four. That just the growth in which Itachi achieved at such a young rate, I always thought his fights were like much more deeper Now I had another conflict between him and his brother Sasuke. So that's why I always preferred Itachi over other character, Naruto.
0: Okay, so he's going with Itachi, and for my second of five I am going to go with Rin Okumaru from Blue Exorcist, and Rin's an interesting character. I mean, you're just enjoying your life one day, and, oh, you're the son of Satan. Oh, awesome. (laughs) So he deals with that, he deals with his power and the sword that's able to unleash it, and it's a real uh, fun plotline watching him come over trials. So Rin's always been one of my favorite fighters, and his scenes have always been fun. Honestly, the only disappointing fight was probably the end one, but up until then, he was awesome. Jana, who is your third?
1: My third is Suzaku Kururugi from Code Geass. Um, He just... I felt like his nightmare was a bit unique compared to the other nightmares. He had Lance a lot, right? Mm -hmm. And I liked his nightmare, and the fact... There was always just something off about him to me, the fact that he was fighting for Britannia when he was an eleven and things like that. And he just he just kicked ass. There was a reason they wanted to let him fight for them even though he was eleven and that was the basic fact that he really kicks ass.
0: Okay, so for you, Ryan? My friend would be from Ten June being
2: Matsuro Tangany. like from being birth he was born as trying to be the perfect martial artist. Has like as far as sees, his father see his like do plan his whole training for the process of the anime like as you know he's an, ingen- has an ingenious guard no one can bypass it he is the president of the executive council he is the head of a school anyone that like, steps up to him will be pummeled and beat down like lord suryu and in the anime itself like it's basically unstoppable in my opinion
0: all right so for me and my third one is kirito from sword art online and More so from the first arc than the second, since I always thought the second was terrible. And if you want my further opinions on that, you can go back and check a previous episode of Addicted to Anime, always available on iTunes Mm -hmm. and YouTube. Cheap plug there, but it's my show, so I'll do whatever the hell I want. (laughs) So, uh, but yeah, Kirito is a lot of fun, and it's just the whole Sword Art Online concept as a whole made his character a lot more interesting than it probably should have been. And... He always surpassed everyone else and looked hella good doing it. Um, he was a beta tester for the game prior to it ever um, making uh, making it to the shelves. And because of that, his skill level was just so high that he was able to accomplish feats that looked impossible. So Kirito is definitely um, on my top five fighters of all time for anime. Jonna?
1: Uh, my next one is Lanfan from Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, and I know I've already picked her for another top five in a previous, but she is just so badass. She can kick anybody's butt within a matter of seconds half the time, and at one point she was afraid uh, that her master was going to get caught, so what she did was she cut off her own arm and tied it to a dog so people would find the dog instead of her. She cut off her own arm. That's all I have to say about that.
0: Alright, so Ryan, anyone cut off their own for your next one? Well close enough for right My fourth one will be Colin
2: McLeod from the Highlander animated series. That Col McLeod is basically an immortal. His life destiny is the get Revenge on the man who killed his wife in a past life. And through the the stems of time, he was yet again fighting and fighting and fighting to kill this man. So basically, hundreds upon hundreds of years of experience from fighting many wars, many enemies, just ultimate badass in itself.
0: Okay, so for my... um, Which are we on? We're on number four. Number four. I am going to go with Masamune Date from Sengoku Basara. And... As far as the Sengoku Basara anime goes, I hated it and loved it at the same time, mainly because I'm a history buff. And normally I'd pick Yukimura Sanada over anyone, but Masamune's character and demeanor won me over. And it might be the the fact that his Japanese voice actor uses a shit ton of English, and it's hilarious. (laughs) Um in fact there's like um, if you go on YouTube and search Masamune Date English um, you'll get a whole compilation of his best moments and it's fucking hilarious and besides that he had like ten swords and he used them all on one hand like almost like claws he had five on each and it was like that's impossible but I'm okay with that <laughs> so Masamune Date definitely topped my top five and uh he's just a badass all throughout Jana.
1: I'm sure I probably share this one with Steve, but I couldn't resist picking it. It's another one from, uh, from tonight's Tenjo Tenge. I went with Shin Natsume, who is my, one of my other ones. It's her big brother. Um, I think no one will disagree with me when I say he is extremely skilled and talented and also extremely powerful and I can't think of many other people in that anime that could ever possibly beat him, except for maybe one person. He's just that powerful and that talented that I can't really pick anyone else.
0: All right, so Ryan, who is your fourth?
2: Uh, Mine would be Kenpachi from Bleach Now, because in my opinion, Kenpachi is the ultimate badass of anime that he goes on, he doesn't need Bankei at all. He just goes on pure, good force. Slashing and dicing people. I don't know if you read the recent manga, but he basically mind a guy and they kill himself. That's how badass Kimpachi is. he he is the butcher. He's basically a butcher, and nothing else.
0: Okay, so for my fifth and final, it is Bunshichi Tower from tonight's Tenjo Tenge. From aside from being a raging pervert and a raging pervert and a raging pervert. He is an absolute badass, and he's probably my favorite character in the series. You've got guys like Mitsuomi Takayanagi, and you've got guys like Shinatsume, who's been listed, and they're all freakishly powerful, but Bunshishi's power is more discussed in the manga than it is anything else, and his abilities are ridiculous, and he's arguably the strongest character in the series, naturally. Um, he's just a normal street fighter that buddied up and ended up just becoming friends with two of the most crazy, badass dudes on the planet, and was able to go toe-to-toe with them. He's just a regular guy that's ridiculously powerful. So, is that it? That was it. Alright, so we have our top five, and Mm -hmm. that pretty much does it all. So... If you guys listening have a top fire, have a top fighter that you want to discuss that maybe we haven't mentioned, you can phone in at 760-512-7247, or you might have a different phone number there in front of you using the actual, uh, Call window because blocked up radio, stupid, and gives us a whole bunch of different numbers. So uh, whatever's there for you, you can call that. Use the Skype feature, or if you reload the page, the chat should be up, so you can always discuss in there too. So moving on, we are going to be discussing the main portion of this term broadcast tonight, and that is going to be Tenjo Tenge.
1: When do we discuss who won?
0: Oh yeah, I totally forgot about that. (laughs) Okay, so, um, as people may or may not know, we've been running a little tournament on Addicted to Anime's Facebook page, which is the Addicted to Anime People's Champion Tournament. And after weeks of voting, um, we finally have a winner. And it is Spike from Cowboy Bebop. And I'm glad John reminded me because I totally forgot. He was in the final round with... um, Natsu Not too, from fairy, fairy, tale. fairy Tale and it was a very, very, very close final round with people um, who seemed to be on the Fairy Tale bandwagon jumping for him, but Spike's loyalists uh, voted him in for the final win. So he topples my. Uh, Spike topples the na- big names that were in this tournament, such as uh, having Naruto, Lelouch, uh, um, Urza. Brock. <laughs> yeah, end up fighting Brock from Pokemon, courtesy of Drew White's uh, nomination.
1: We use my frying pan as a drying pan.
0: God, he's got to be the worst dubbed character ever. But but it's like the great, worst dub ever, but fantastic yes. at the same time. Yes, it's like drying pan, and then the other one is, I love these jelly filled donuts as I hold a fucking rice ball in my hand. I refuse to watch Pokemon at all. Freeze <laughs> uh, You're but... not missing much. because
1: Spike has won and because of many other reasons we will be doing Cowboy Bebop as our
0: next review Um, yep and that will air on a date which I will announce on Addicted to Animes Facebook and Tumblr so when we set all that up it will be announced along with the next list of um, with the next block list of animes that we're going to be doing we normally release them four at a time so you guys have a idea of what the hell's going on so um, that'll be up pretty soon, so make sure you check Facebook.com slash AddictedAnimeFans and AddictedAnimeFans.tumblr.com. All right, so Tenjo Tenge. It's a unique story by far, but it's definitely worth going out your way to see, just to see if it appeals to you. It follows the lives of students of the Juken Club at, at a at a school which has pretty much been created to revive martial arts. It's called the Toto Academy, and uh, it's home to the Juken Club, as we mentioned, and they would had a normal life where they were just training and competing to uh, make their team better, and then one day, two reckless jackasses show up named Soichiro Nagi and Bob Makihara. That's right, you heard me, Bob Makihara. Bob. And he's also <laughs> big and black. So Big Bob, who's black and has a last Japanese name.
1: I like Bob, though.
0: I like Bob. I just don't get it. <laughs> like... <laughs> I don't get it.
1: <laughs> it is a strange name. A Japanese it. person, Bob.
0: Yeah, I... Fuck. Just Bob. Just Bob. So, um, pretty much, they attack the school because they go around as a team named the Knuckle Bomb. And... Fuck with schools because they're jackasses.
1: They want to get to the top of the food chain of each school.
0: Socialism. Basically. So, and that didn't work out at uh, Toto Academy. Because um, the
1: Jukin Club showed up and kicked their asses.
0: Yep. The um, so, yeah, Mayonatsume pretty much takes out Suichiro and blasts him through a window. And Bob gets owned by uh, by Masataka Takianagi. Just try saying that enough times. <laughs> Masataka Takayanagi, that's such a weird name. I'm
1: not even going to try.
0: But, um so from there, it sets up the plot line of them going, Wow, we just got our asses kicked in seconds, and they're not even the strongest looking people. I mean, when they enter the school, they see Mayanatsume and Masataka and go, Yeah, we're going to kick everyone's ass. Except for Empty, Because they're <laughs> pussies. Well, they turned out to be two of the most biggest badasses.
1: He didn't even want to fight Maya because she looked like a little kid.
0: Yeah, and it's funny. Um, he's get he like goes, "What do I do when there's an old when there's a little girl talking like an old man approaching me?" And Bob's <laughs> like, "I don't know." And so, then she
1: transforms. And he's like, "Bob, what do I do if that little girl that was talking like a grandpa suddenly turns into a voluptuous babe you'd expect to see in a sketchy nightclub? What do I do?" <laughs> And <laughs> Pop's just like I don't know.
0: So <laughs> and then he gets put through a window.
1: Yeah, that's my favorite quote from the whole whole series. I was
0: gonna way. say you knew that a little too well.
2: Yeah, I love it.
0: <laughs> I love it. There comes the first bit of fan service. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So um, from there we get the first four set of characters, and um, <laughs> they're pretty much well. There's one more as Suichiro flies through a window. He lands
1: in the bathhouse. Of all
0: places, the girls' bathhouse. And On
1: top of Maya's little sister Aya.
0: Who ain't so little. No, uh,
1: she's not oh. little at all. And of but course again, their family has a tradition.
0: Whenever they whenever a woman in the Natsume family exposes themselves to a man, they must marry them.
1: Yeah.
0: So <laughs> It's so, not
1: really followed anymore, but Aya follows the tradition.
0: So when Suichiro wakes up between her legs, um, and stands up in a shock and kicks down a door after being greeted to her, saying, I want you to marry me.
1: Hello, my name is I Aya Natsume. Will you please marry me?
0: That's some messed up Star- <laughs> Stockholm Syndrome.
1: Yeah, pretty much.
0: So, um, I want to know how she did that after you just had a man drop through a roof and land on a pelvis.
1: Realistically, yeah, that sounds painful.
0: But, hey, this is anime, and I will suspend my disbelief, so... That is pretty much the first episode of Tenjo Tenga in a nutshell. Well, Too much the <laughs> get their ass kicked, land in a girl's mm, prop, regions, and she wants to marry them.
1: Yep. The first episode, to be fair, is extremely goofy, and mm-hmm. it just gets more and more less goofy as time goes on.
0: Now, this is the first critique I want to bring up the show, and I don't know if you two agree with me. I felt this episode could have been cut in half and the fight scene from the next would have sold the show to everyone. Yeah. Because in the next episode is the first fight scene between Soichiro Onagi and, and Masataka, which is one of the most brutal fight scenes and detailed fight scenes in an anime that I've ever seen. And Yeah,
1: they did really do the finite little details, though a lot, oh. of, an, a lot of animes skip I out on it. Vomit
0: through the nose, etc. Yeah. And I felt that this fight scene would have been so much better if it was in the first one just to sell the anime. It would have
1: sold it, yeah. It would
0: have. Because personally, when I first watched the first episode, I thought it was a comedy anime. (laughs) (laughs)
1: It wasn't. No, it was not.
0: (laughs) I thought it was gonna be something stupid like, oh, what's this dumb anime with all the girls with the big tits and, uh... Fucking like all the panty shots, it's sounding like Tenjo Tenge, the more I say it. yeah. But, um, <laughs>
1: reminds got, me of Angel Beats. It's
0: got the one girl who it's got the eye patch on. I can't remember what this anime is called, but it's fucking so similar. Elf and Le- Is it Elf and Le- No, it's oh, definitely no. not. A, Elf and is never a I'm on about, like, this fighting anime that I saw. It was oh, very similar, sorry. but it's all women. And it seemed, but it's so goofy, and it seemed like... This is what this was going to be. The beginning
1: oh. episode of Tenge reminds me of how we felt about the beginning of Angel Beats. The beginning huh. of Angel Beats, we thought it was going to be a goofy comedy, and then by the end, we were, like, crying and stuff. I, so
2: I find uh, Tenjo Tenge the perverted way. It was on an anime freak, and I found Ichi is the search preference. <laughs> <laughs> it was, like, top. It came up. I was like, okay, might as well give it a go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: When, when Steve first told me it was Mace M- had a lot of boobs and panty shots. I figured I wouldn't enjoy it because, you know, I'm a straight woman. Mm -hmm. But but then he got me to watch a few episodes. Well, first he showed me the fight scene that he was just talking about. And from the fight scene, I got hooked. And I haven't been able to put it down. I'd actually, I just love it.
0: So to wind it back a little bit, after that, we have, we've pretty much got a feel for who Sui Chironagi is. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and Bob. They're two reckless jackasses. <laughs> Maya has a lot of mystery to her. Yeah. Aya seems like a crazy ditz. <laughs> and Masataka seems this reserved, nice guy. And it all escalates into a fight scene with Suichiro and Masataka.
1: In the lunchroom.
0: After Masataka loses his lunch. Because that's a running gag in the show. Mm-hmm.
1: Not loses his lunches and throws up. He, but, like, has it knocked out of his hand. Yeah.
0: Either way, it would have been funny. but <laughs> No, that's for
1: Soichiro to do.
0: Soichiro gets his fucking ass handed to him. Um, after he uses a cheap shot by using Aya's homemade lunch, because <laughs> one of thing things to point out is Mitsua, I'm sorry, Masataka is infatuated with Aya.
1: And so, Aya is infatuated with Soichiro and so even made him a lunch, but he won't take it.
0: So it's an odd love triangle that we have here. So, Soichiro points out the lunch uh, that stops Masataka from hitting him, and he lands a blow on him. After that, Masataka kicks the living shit out of him in a Love. fashion that I've seen not from many animes.
2: No, no. like I, I enjoyed Arya. It was like you're going to see someone of his caliber, and like Masataka is like he just goes like in the demon demon mode, like someone <laughs> of his character. You I'm see my- the red eyes <laughs> <laughs> and beats the loving crap And it's bloody. It's
0: it's crazy.
1: How dare you lose to a martial artist of that caliber? That's exactly. what set
0: him off. It was.
1: Masataka's like, of that caliber? Because he <laughs> loves Aya. <laughs> yeah,
0: Aya's like screaming at Suichiro for getting his ass kicked, and that sets Masataka off, and Masataka kicks the shit out of him. But that puts the wheels in motion for Suichiro and Bob to join the Jukin Club. They realize they're weak,
1: and they want to get stronger.
0: They realize all these guys that they've been dominating throughout their whole life are just scrubs. Yeah, and now they want to fight with the Jukin Club and get stronger. I the um, Rocky montage.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> so, what do you? So, from that opening setting, which is pretty much the half of the first season, mm-hmm. but, um, <laughs> what did you get from the plot line? Did you like the? Um, did you like the first bit of the concept? What did you think of the initial fight well, scene? what
1: about the executive Oh, Way mind.
0: off. Okay. Stop jumping ahead. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, from the first part of this plot line, what do you think of, so far, um, the fight scenes and the characters? Me? Sure, go ahead.
1: Um, I enjoy the characters. I like other characters a bit more, like later in the series. Um, but I think that they set up, they set the anime in motion well. They get it started, you know, they get the ball rolling. Mm -hmm. Um, To be honest with you, Soichiro, I don't like him as much as most people do. He just kind of annoys me, if I'm going to be honest with you. Um, So
0: you'd say he's a bad character?
1: Not a bad character, he just annoys me. Like, he gets better with time. But in the beginning, I just kind of want to punch him in the face.
0: I, f- gonna... I think that's the appeal to him. He's a yeah, guy.
1: I guess that is. He's true. a
0: douchebag jock essentially. By
1: the end, I ha- I like him a bit more, and I I can't say I dislike him by the end. But in the beginning, he's just so heinously annoying and goofy, and you can't take him seriously. Bob, I actually really like Bob. I think Bob's great.
0: It doesn't do much, so it's kind of hard to hate. <laughs> but watching
1: him interact with his girlfriend is hilarious. Him and Chiaki, mm-hmm. and. His girlfriend is so tiny. She's like half his size. (laughs) And it makes me wonder things. But.
0: (laughs) So so pretty much the opening of the anime is pretty much an okay from you. It's
1: okay. Uh, I like the characters. I just. um, I like that they keep a few things veiled in mystery for a bit. And it makes you wonder and want to learn exactly what the hell happened. I like that. I like that they just don't jump straight the hell into it. And I think that a little bit of mystery is good. And I think they did a good job with that.
0: Okay, so Ryan, for you, as we just, we just discussed pretty mm-hmm. much the first bit of the anime, how um, the two knuckle bombers were introduced and their stuff with the juke and club in the first initial fight scene. From all that, what do you take in from it about the characters and um, generally the fight scene and pretty much that?
2: Like in terms of the five characters introduced from like, of the anime, I just like it's not I don't dislike him, but I negatively I don't I don't all enjoy him. My and mine was enjoyable. It's Masataka. I just love. I thought I thought it was hilarious in the first two episodes. Like in terms of Aria, Masataka, and Shiryu, I think they've got like a Naruto Sasuke and Sakura complex. It's Ar- Arya is, like Sakura chasing after Shiryu. Shiryu's like Sasuke. Masataka is, like the Naruto chasing after Aria. So that kind of weird little triangle um, as well. Do the plotline, I enjoyed the plotline from what i I just, just, it's one of those under-key animes, one of those hidden gems that I always love to find every now and then. But what really sold me in anime was that that fighting is one of the best fight scenes I've seen across every anime. Just the attention to detail, everything, do the dialogue, everything going on, there. I just absolutely loved it, Steve. I agree with that, yeah.
0: Okay, so we're going to move on a bit now in the plot line where the Executive Council is introduced. And how they're introduced is because of Suichiro and Bob kicking the fuck out of everyone in the school on their first day, they have been assigned a punishment by the Executive Council. Now, the Executive Council, for the most part, is still kept in mystery at this point. Yeah. But we know they're a badass bunch of dudes and they run the school and if you Mm -hmm. don't if you don't fall in line you get your head kicked in
1: yep they Uh, do they are not like other schools punishments aren't like detention or just a simple expulsion they will come kick your head even if
0: you're suspended or expelled, they'll still kick your ass before they do it to set an example and the person that is assigned for their punishment is Ryuzaki.
1: The executioner, they call them.
0: Mm-hmm. And Ryuzaki is the biggest fucking creep on the planet. He, um, we see a scene with um, the executive council where um, the secretary of it, Emi Isuzu, Isuzu. Isuzu. Yeah. Emi Isuzu is um, pretty much assigning Ryuzaki and another big man in a mask named... Well, he wasn't wearing the mask at the time. but No, no so-
1: he's uh, part of the wrestling club. And his name is Koji Sagara.
0: Well, we'll just call him Sagamas because That's what he calls himself, yeah. But, um, so Ryozaki grabs um, Isuzu's tit and gets on his way to go kill people. <laughs> and says he doesn't need any help. This is a one-man job.
1: And she stabs him in the hand when he tries to grab her tits.
0: Because that's what she does.
1: She's good at that.
0: Well, she doesn't even stab him as much as he... Grabs her tit and he has a knife for his hand, but that we find more about. We later. will
1: learn more about how she keeps knives in her tits later.
0: Titty knives. <laughs> titty so, knives! <laughs> you know, if that was a thing, generally there'd be a lot less groping in clubs.
1: Yeah, <laughs> if titty knives were a thing.
0: But, um. So, yeah, that is the setting for Ryozaki and the Executive Council. We get a vibe that they're pretty much no business, um, no shit taking and they all about business. Hmm. Um,. Further expo- further execution. They set fire to um, Ryozaki. Sets fire to Bob's bike because he uses fire cheat. That's
1: only part of it, though.
0: And whilst that hap- whilst this is happening, Bob's girlfriend, Chiaki, is currently going to do laundry. After they realize the bike's on fire, they realize she can be in trouble. And Suichiro and Bob goes and tracks him down. Tracks Ryozaki down, and Ryozaki pummels the shit out of them. Yeah, and Chiaki.
1: Ryuzaki does not. This is the, actually one of the few times that the executive council put no restrictions on it, mm-hmm. which means he could do whatever he wanted, not only to Bob and Soichiro, but to other people that have nothing to do with it as well, like Chiaki.
0: And during this scene, we realized that Aya has a power which was grown aware of and adds a lot more layers to her character, where yeah. she can actually see all the shit going on and goes out on a motorcycle to go save them. And it doesn't go very well for her. No. Because when you're angry, apparently, you can't control your chi very well.
1: Mm.
0: Which totally doesn't add up to everything else in the anime, but... Yeah, whatever. W- whatever, we don't... Plot holes. W- why the fuck do you want consistency in an anime, right? It's <laughs> anime. So, the situation with that is that um, she comes, tries to save them, and gets her own ass kicked. Yep. And with that, um, we're pretty much down what um with that, we've pretty much been introduced to the Executive Council, and how the Knuckle Bombs want to pretty much beat them up.
1: And they were told they were expelled.
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But, well, they were told they were expelled, but there's nothing really, yeah. not really stopping them from just walking back in the school. Yeah. It was expelled by the Executive Council more so than the actual school. Yeah. It's pretty much leave now, or yeah. you get your ass kicked again. Mm-hmm. So, with that, we have that set up, and we're introduced to the villains of the show sort of, and the heroes yeah, of the sort show, of. <laughs> and Aya's new power. So, Jana, what do you take away from that personally?
1: Um, I feel like this is the part of the anime where things finally start picking up a bit, and you get a bit more serious, to ha- serious tone to everything. I liked the introduction to the Executive Council. I think it pretty much makes you aware right then that these are the antagonists, and these are the people that you're going to be fighting throughout the show. I think that leaves no room for interpretation. It's just plain and simple. These guys are horrible. They're willing to do horrible, horrible things, and I think that it's a good thing. I enjoyed this. I enjoyed this a bit more than the uh, beginning of the show.
0: It was a lot of character development, though the fights weren't as good.
1: No, the fights weren't as good, but the character development was a lot better, and you learn a bit more about Aya, which I liked.
0: So Ryan, what was your take on this uh, whole fiasco? And in the terms of executive
2: council, I really enjoyed that whole concept. You step out of line, you're gonna get your ass kicked. And in terms of punishment, well I have one gripe of it that right they may exact like, punishment on students, but they heard like people involved them in property damage. How do they get away with that?
1: Yeah, I like, always wondered that too. Like
2: how like what about the damages they bought bike? Do the executive council pay for that? Or the damage they laundry mat, Or even those. Exactly, those
0: kind of things. How does that get settled? That's Well, the one thing we do learn from this anime is that the leader of the executive council is very wealthy. So yeah. there's chances I they can probably cover their ass. Exactly, exactly, but I always thought, like. It, it is maybe. odd, and, but it's a plot hole which I, I doubt, suppose you can fill yourself.
1: I, I doubt they'd pay Bob back for his bike, but I'm pretty sure they'd <laughs> have to do something with the laundromat.
0: Yeah, community service perhaps.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but in terms of character development, I really enjoyed. Like most character development, I enjoyed was from Art Arya. She's like not a she's not an airhead as per se. She's got that whole dragon egg concept. So, a better character of what than Ryazaki. Ryazaki is, as you said, he's the creep of an anime. Um well, Geofire, that's always neatly for one.
0: Yeah. So, um, with that, we've pretty much learned the execu- um, how the uh, executions and punishment work. And the only other character missing from the executive council discussion is Mitsuomi Takayanagi. Now, Mitsuomi Takayanagi is the older brother of Masataka Takayanagi hence the last name.
1: Bum, bum, bum.
0: And he, at this point, is not shown to do very much other than be really angry and, and sit in his menacing. chair. <laughs> sit in his chair and do snarky one-liners as another man with white hair named bunchichi pretty much just farts, scratches his crotch, and reads books. Well, bunchichi uh, B- B- he's got a professional uh, Executive Council as
2: advisor. I don't know, I think it's something from that scene of those two episodes where he mentions Shin-Natsume for the first time, and he basically breaks his own cup, saying, don't
0: mention that name around me. Yeah. Yep, that's pretty much what happens with uh, Mitsuomi's first introduction, the name Shin-Natsume that I mentioned, which is referring to a character which we'll find out about in the past arc, and that sets up the dun-dun-dun moment.
1: Dun-dun-dun. Mm-hmm.
0: And this all escalates to Soichiro training and becoming much stronger in the Juken Club. Bob runs a, a lot. lot.
2: <laughs> you seen Bob.
0: <Bolt? laughs> yeah, and I'm going to bring up a line here. Oh, yes, you have great genetics. You need to run. Yeah. Translation, you're black.
1: Therefore, you're good at running.
0: You are black and therefore have muscles. <laughs> They might as well just fucking said it.
1: That's basically what she was saying, just in a more politically correct manner.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Fucking stupid. It was one of the (laughs) dumbest lines in this entire fucking show. Oh, Um, Maya. uh, But, yep. So, this all escalates to a showdown at the bowling alley, because when you're bowling, you know, you're just enjoying yourself, and then the entire school attacks you.
1: Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Didn't they wonder why they were the only ones bowling that night? (laughs)
0: <laughs> so they're bowling and then the executive Councils well not so much the executive council a whole bunch of students show up under the um, orders of the executive council and they are going to kick the crap out of um, Suichiro uh, Masataka and Bob at this point I'm trying to remember how this went down. There was Maya when Well
1: don't forget that Maya and
0: Aya had a showdown in the bathroom.
1: Because Maya saw a vision because of her dragon's eye. She saw Maya, her older sister, kissing the guy that she was Mm -hmm. in love with.
0: So Aya runs away after slapping Maya. Separated from the group. And before Maya can go back after her emmy isuzu is waiting yeah so right now in the bowling alley we've got aya who is separated from everyone
1: mm-hmm.
0: we've got Emi isuzu isuzu that's such a bastard name to pronounce <laughs> um and aya and maya in the bathroom and in the actual bowling alley is suichiro masataka and bob bob, bob. bob. look at and your bob
1: Chiaki's there too. Chiaki's
0: there, but you can't see it because she's behind Bob she's and so his short. big genetics. His big <laughs> genetics. <laughs> um, so pretty much, they're fighting off all of those. Whilst um, Aya and uh, sorry Maya and Emmy have this awesome fight, which it was is a great fight. Totally, just knives everywhere, pan is shot everywhere. Well, I don't mean the big corrections, but in the terms
2: of that fight. Aya actually steps out after slapping my from in the bathroom itself and runs out to the stairs. Does that not come an another battle in itself with uh tag, tagging me?
0: Yeah, samurai. but it happens a little afterwards. They oh, don't really does... show it for a while. Yeah. Uh, and... So what happens with that is Emmy and Maya have an awesome fight. which It's fan
1: service and fighting.
0: A lot of knives being thrown and a lot of violence. Eventually... She
1: accidentally cuts Maya's hair with mm. her knives.
0: And then she decides she's going to have short hair for the rest of the anime. Yep. Mm-hmm. Which conveniently just gets styled exactly the right way when it's cut.
1: Yeah. <laughs> How convenient.
0: Anime logic. Yeah, And, um... So Maya ends up injuring her arm, though, because Emmy, uh grabs it in an arm lock, but Maya ends up turning into a child self yep. to loosen her arm out of the hold, and then turns back into the adult to kick the shit out of her. Uh, then it's revealed how Emmy holds all her knives in. She's actually a fat-ass bitch.
1: Yeah, she's huge. Uh, like, way too big to even walk.
0: But she uses her chi to make her fat non-existent pretty but much.
1: what she does is she uses the fat to her advantage she mm-hmm. tucks away her knives into her Koo fat folds
0: and knives yeah. and everything under the sun
1: into the fat folds and then she <laughs> uses her chi to turn skinny and it hides these knives away as if they're not there but after that's she... why when Ryuzaki grabbed her boob he got stabbed
0: but after she <laughs> runs out it's funny because when she runs out of uh, chi she explodes and all the knives go over her and Maya gets torn up sorry Maya gets torn up pretty badly
1: what were you trying to say?
0: Oh, I missed it. Oh, uh, basically, got big like pinata. <laughs> so, um, I think probably the easiest way to discuss this arc is to discuss each three fights individually, and then yeah, then we'll go into the past arc. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, what did you take? This was probably one of the most well, not most important fights, as one of the most uh, detailed fights in the series. Yeah. So, what was your guys' take on it, Emmy's power, and what you saw of Maya, Jana?
1: I enjoyed Emmy's power. It was unique. (laughs) Um, Before I watched it, there was no way I would have been able to guess that that was how she was carrying so many knives on her. And I think it was actually really ingenious. I think it was a really great idea. And um, just the, the mix of her hiding the knives in her fat and... Maya being able to turn in and out of her adult and child self made the fight just really unique, comical, and interesting to watch.
0: Okay, so Ryan, what did you take away from these two characters in the fight scene?
2: I really enjoyed these two characters because like, and we don't play the full fan service concept. That big, a big boob big woman completely dumb. Like we're actually smart and unique, and like do portray definitely. You've got email with her. Master of assassination weapons. They've got Maya over to a two ball ice and not. Like I really thought it was a really well planned out fight. The sequences were beautiful. It's like two of, even at the end, Maya done like no that Amy would explode and all her weapons would go flying out. You see her getting brutally injured. I just really love the fight itself in general.
0: Okay, so the next um while this is all happening, um so Ichiro has busted through the floor courtesy of Masataka making a big hole in it with Chi <laughs> and runs off to go help um, Aya or Maya, whoever he can get to first. Mm-hmm. But he's stopped by Saga Mask <laughs> and ends up getting in a big, huge fight with this pro wrestler fucking-looking dude. At this point, Maya ends up breaking away from Emmy and finding the two and pretty much watching how the fight unfolds. Um, we see Suichiro try a technique which he learned um, I have a hard time uh, pronouncing this, but it's like Ryuke kiko Tonshinko. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: and um if it's not that, you're gonna have to fuck off because that's as close as I'm getting to it <laughs> but um I'm the just ability gonna...
1: to move something through something else
0: it's uh, mm-hmm. the whole like concept is you use chi in a circular motion around you and blasted forwards, and concentrated power of the chi enough, you can delegate where that impact of the chi is going to go.
1: Yeah, like if you have five dominoes in a row, and you only want to blow over the one in the middle, that's how you would do it.
0: Basically, the brie, to sum it up, it's a punch, and you can hit it long range. Yep. Uh-huh. Um, so he tries this but it's a move that he's only learned so recently so he can barely do it to Saga Mask mm-hmm. and he has missed
1: to... completely the first mm-hmm. time
0: and it has to be reminded that you're a street fighter that's what you do best go kick his fucking head in using street fighting yeah so these two have a brawl they have a bit of a comedy moment where he's putting a wrestling move and he goes touches the wall and goes i've like, got the ropes let go and saga mask does <laughs> so this was an okay fight personally i found it a little boring and just i found it filler more than anything else <laughs> yeah um saga mask is not a character that i like i find him completely fucking dull and he's probably the weakest character in executive council as far as personality goes. Mm. Not in strength, he's actually very, very talented. But I could have passed on this fight. I felt it could have been a lot shorter. But what do you think, Jonah?
1: I agree. I felt myself zoning out during this fight. It bored me. There was it was just it was boring. There's really not much more to say about it. I didn't enjoy it and I just kept zoning
0: out. So this was probably one of the dullest moments of the anime, but <laughs> luckily it was only for the span of an episode or two, I can't remember exactly. I think it was two episodes, they introduced it at the end and then the next one. <laughs> um, so, Ryan, what do you think? I actually
2: disagree with both opinions that they be but I love, I actually really like this, like the whole concept between uh wrestler versus more or charlotte and then transition the street thing was really great in my opinion but even so i enjoyed the monologues ever said between Saga and three two you learn about a sagas background story that he came into the school he founded a club that was under executive council and basically he was getting beaten and he had a train in the bathroom basically a form of humiliation and again he trained with were like scrawny ass nerds, and he seen that Saga really grew to love these guys through working out building their characters like you see muscle yes a fat look is here got a muscle and stuff but hence, like the executive council come down on Saga and beat his club senseless and he said he, you shouldn't be going along with these weaklings you should join me i'll provide you space and money if you fall in line you can't see a conflict of Saga should he abandon the ones he do, like, loves, his friends, and join, or join the executive council, and do basically be an enforcer?
0: I enjoyed that backstory, but my issue with the backstory behind a character is okay, great, you got a story, but where's it going? Yeah. Uh, f- fair enough. But I, I was really sympathetic to the background story, in my opinion.
1: I, I like the background story, I just didn't like the fight.
0: Oh, I yeah. love the fight. I didn't enjoy the fight personally. My biggest issue is I love when you give depth to a character, but when you don't follow through. Mm-hmm. After that fight, what the hell happened to Saga Mask?
1: Yeah, exactly. they never go over it. Yeah,
0: exactly. I mean I haven't personally read the manga, so I don't know if he ends up fighting like, in the world tournament. Well, not the world tournament, but the. the yeah. But they. It's just disappointing that mm-hmm. if you're going to put that much time into a character, that you don't follow through with it. Yeah. Exactly.
2: You see in the anime, I know pushing past, maybe it passes like less segment of the anime, but he said, don't call me Sagamask anymore, call me Sagara by a second name, and where does it go? You don't see him henceforth on the anime again.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's disappointing. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not much to say about Masataka's fight. He pretty much just kicks a shit out of uh, like a fucking hundred guys because Masataka, <laughs> and that's what he does. Yeah. Whilst Bob defends Chiaki.
1: He locks her in a locker.
0: At this point, Aya runs into, and I have a hard time remembering how to this guy Tagami. It's
1: um, it is Shiro Tagami.
0: So we're just gonna call him Tagami because it's a lot easier. And. uh... So he's on the staircase waiting for Aya, and...
1: He had noticed her energy previously, Mm -hmm. and it scared him. He had crossed paths with her one day at school, and he immediately noticed that she had dragon eyes. And that scared him shitless. He did not like that one bit, and he immediately... As much as he was inspired and enjoyed her eyes and... Loved seeing that power, it scared him and made him realize that no one should have that power, and he knew immediately that he needed to destroy it.
2: And exactly. I and forgot this. Sorry. Yeah. No, I'm done. I uh, know, I think I've done many other but I think the description from the show, because I just rewatched it not th- th- that ago, that they're so deeply, endlessly beautiful that if those powers do not become kept under control right now, we may have like full de- all destruction on our hands and our skull if we let them develop.
0: Yeah. And he, uh... Unfortunately gets too close to her powers because she absolutely <laughs> fucking flips out during this fight and yeah. she's like a, um... childless ripping the wings off a of moth. Yeah. She just beats the piss out of him and laughs childlike whilst doing it. Yeah. And at this point, Suichiro and Maya have, uh... broken away from Saga after defeating him and... Well, Suichiro breaks away because Maya and Aya shouldn't be seeing each of her right now after yeah. their little conflict. And he gives her a whole monologue about how she lost a fight, not even though she won, because she lost to her own powers and lost to herself.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And that's probably the most interesting development between the two that happens in the show because their relationship, it's weird. It's like, I understand there's meant to be this whole infatuation thing, but it's more... Aya than it is Soichiro. Yeah. And I understand that's kind of the idea that he's infatuated with a different person and everyone's infatuated with a different person than they actually want to be with. Yeah. But at the same time, there's just, like, no character development between the two throughout the whole series other than this real moment now.
1: Yeah. He tells her next time win and enjoy it because she didn't enjoy winning this time. Like, when she stopped and thought about it all, she hated herself.
0: Because she destroyed this Without
1: even thinking.
0: Um, So, what did you guys think of their little um, monologue they had between each other and their development as characters? And what did you think of this fight scene?
1: I don't really think Soichiro developed much, but Aya definitely did. Aya definitely developed and it was nice to see a darker side to Aya because all you had seen before was kind of airheady and I don't really think Aya's stupid or airheaded. She's just kind of got her head in the clouds, and she's always thinking about something. And when you they actually do do an inner monologue for her, she's always thinking about something deep, other than when she's thinking about Suichiro. Then you want to punch her in the face. But
0: I it's, wonder if Suichiro-sama will notice <laughs> me.
1: <laughs> but um, I think that it was good development for Aya, and it was nice to see what she's capable of because up until then you really didn't know what she was made of what she could do with her powers and honestly that's only a chunk of her powers right there so it was nice to actually finally see those
2: unfold
0: okay so what did you take away from this Ryan? I really
2: enjoyed the introduction of the whole Dragon Age concept and like the other conflict between Arya herself and the dragon's eye self that she completely lost herself in the ecstasy of battle and goes out and basically destroys Yagami, until the brink He's near, he is basically dead. And then you've got the whole thing where she brings back herself with Street, her, she was talking there, and that kind of aspect.
0: So, um, from there, there's um, pretty much the introduction of Mitsuomi Takayanagi as the badass that he truly is. He comes in on his motorcycle and kicks the crap out of the guy that actually gave him, brought his motorcycle to him earlier. Um... And it enters the school and pretty much beats the shit out of Bob after trying to recruit him. Yeah. And this leads to an eventual show- showdown with him and Suichiro. And Suichiro pretty much loses consciousness after the first conflict with them. Yeah. But he then just, like, is full of chi, which is non-stop.
1: Yeah, which shouldn't be possible.
0: And... He starts fighting Mitsuomi Takeyanagi until Bunshichi breaks it up because he sees the end result is probably going to be that Mitsuomi gets his ass kicked. Yeah. Um, he, Mita, pretty much, Suichiro blacks out, if I remember right, because he's overwhelmed by all this chi. Yeah. And from then the whole, yeah, Mitsuomi pretty much orders everyone to retreat from the uh, bowling alley oh, yeah. and go back to doing whatever the hell you he was doing before. And Emmy's pretty much saying, pay off the bowling alley, pay off these people to keep quiet, etc. etc. Yeah. And you see that the executive council works pretty much like a mafia. Money. Uh, it's
1: Lots a, of money.
0: They're pretty much the Yakus during high school. <laughs> so um, it's interesting. And then you, um, Chiaki brings up that Hey, this all seems to be surrounding Maya and uh, Mitsuomi, this whole feud between the two of you. And this is why everyone got hurt.
1: And they get fed up with it.
0: And they want to know what the fuck's going on. And then we're given the history lesson on Tencho Tenge as a whole, and it's pretty dark.
1: Yeah, it's dark, but this next dark was my favorite part of the entire anime.
0: It's definitely a better plot line, mm-hmm. and I preferred the past arc as opposed to the present arc. I agree. Um, so, the past arc surrounds Maya Natsume, back when she was a couple of years younger, pretty much the same class as... She was a as, freshman. Pretty much the same class as Suichiro and Bob. Mm-hmm. And at this time, her brother, who has been confirmed to be dead at this point. Yeah. Um is still in school and pretty much the head honcho. He is the leader of the executive council himself. He well, yeah, they do have the executive council mm-hmm. at that point. He's president. Mhm. Uh Bunchichi is his second in head. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mitsuomi Yanagi is also a member of his little club. And they run around as a club called the Katana, which is a biker gang. And They're pretty much just having the time of their lives, and what we see is a story developed between Sheen and Maya, um, which pretty much is very weird. It says if Sheen and Maya are almost in a relationship as (laughs) they are, brother and sister. Now, I'm a little foggy on how the beginning of the past arc started, so I'm going to let you hit it.
1: Oh, it was basically uh, Maya was, uh, she wanted to fight Mitsuomi. (laughs)
0: She didn't know that there was...
1: He didn't... Yeah, she didn't know he was a Katana member or...
0: vice versa, that he was Sheen's sister.
1: Yeah. And so she attacks him and she basically gets her ass handed to her on a silver platter. At which point Sheen shows up.
0: Laughing his ass off. Yeah, and Maya (laughs)
1: runs away crying and crap. Not because she got hurt, just because she was upset that her brother saw it, I think.
0: And set her up, kind of.
1: Yeah, he kind of set her up.
0: Yeah. Because that's what big brothers do. Yeah. <laughs> Set you up against deadly martial artists to get your ass kicked. Mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm.
0: life threatening situations. <laughs>
1: yep. You know. You know how they do.
0: So, um... There's something happens called katana hunting. Yeah. And all these members of uh, Sheen's biker gang... Because there's a lot more. It's just... Yeah. There are a bunch of no-names that no one gives a fuck about. Exactly. The uh, years. Yeah. And they start getting taken out. And people start wondering who the hell it is. Yeah. And people are suspecting that it's Maya. Mm-hmm. And it's a whole big scramble of mess as they just keep developing that Sheen and Maya have this fucked up relationship, and Mitsuomi starts falling in love with Maya. They start going out dating and playing video games together. And when they realize that Maya is going to be found out as the person that's been katana hunting. Katana gets absolutely wiped out by Sheen. Yeah. and it Well, is...
1: he hears them say, you know, I don't care if she is the boss's little sister, she's going to have to pay.
0: Exactly. And you do not mess with Sheen's little sister. No. All, this was shown earlier by um, this one guy in school that picks a fight with Maya. Mm-hmm. Maya is getting her ass kicked, and he turns to mock Sheen, and rather than just knock him out like you would if someone got in your face... He um, pretty much...
1: Sticks his fingers in his gut.
0: Yeah, breaks the skin, uses his deadly technique that could kill him, and... That's when we're introduced to another character because Mitsuomi's freaked the fuck out by this. Yeah,
1: he's like, we need to get him to a hospital, call an ambulance, he's going to die. And,
0: uh, I'm trying to remember what her name is, uh, you've got the- Her name,
1: was... her name is, I have it here, I always try, I struggle with her name. Mana Kuzunohe. Yeah, Mana Kuzunoha.
0: And, No-ha. uh, she, um... She pretty much heals this guy up in no jiff. with uh, using
1: acupuncture. Like
0: acupuncture chi <laughs> bullshit. Yeah. Um, and that is how we're pretty much introduced to Sheen, Mitsumi, and Maya. And Mana. And Mana lesson, is Sheen's girlfriend.
1: Degree. And she insists that, she, that he was never actually in any danger, but I think that's a bunch of
0: bullshit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think she's trying to keep everything hush-hush right now. Yeah. So, what did you think of the... F- Characters that we've been developed so far.
1: I enjoyed it. Um, I think it was introduced really well, and it's funny to see how uh, young Mitsuomi was and how absolutely different he was from the one the Mitsuomi we see at the bowling alley in the uh, present arc. He's just so young and naive, and all he wants to do is help people, and it's adorable because you know he doesn't stay that way. And uh Maya was definitely different. She was far more naive, not nowhere near as mature as she becomes. Uh you don't even get to see Aya's face in the past arc. You always just see the back of her head. And it's kind of funny. Um
0: Bit But so you'll just see the back of your head if you get <laughs> it.
1: But um honestly, I enjoyed this arc. I even I enjoyed every part of this arc. I I really
0: did. So Ryan, what did you think of this introduction for all the characters? In
2: terms of interaction with all the characters, I absolutely love it because Msumi Takna is my favourite character in this anime itself. From the transition, like don't you first see him in the bone alley and he's this present that presence that to be messed with powerhouse of executive council, that you all get punished if you step up to him. And then you see him in the transition these this young one who basically is a is a novice the whole world, the whole concept, and you've got Shin, which is basically a big brother to him, teach him the ways. The executive council, the whole katana, the taunting. And Maya itself, Maya is really she's really naive. She's inexperienced. She's not with. She's not wiseful like her older self. So it's really I really love the introduction to all these characters.
0: Yeah, I'm definitely a big fan of um, Sheen and uh, Maya's initial introduction as brother and sister. It just seems so odd after that first conflict with Maya fighting that guy in the school. Yeah. Uh, in addition to that. Mitsuomi is totally different. His voice is differently acted. His uh, face is different. His hair is definitely different.
1: Even his eyebrows are... Uh, Yeah, they
0: pretty much... The artist was very good in making Mitsuomi look a particular way at -hmm. this point. And and his relationship with Sheen was such a big brother, little brother thing, where Mm -hmm. Sheen was like, yeah, Mitsuomi's going to take over for me for when I'm gone. It was cool. And it's a shame it didn't stay that way. No. So... The end result uh, of all this is that Mana ends up showing um, Mitsuomi a videotape after sleeping with him. Yep. And pretty much he said the only reason I slept with you is because you're Sheen's girlfriend. He almost had this relationship with Sheen that developed as he always wanted to one-up him. And it was kind of an awkward relationship, but this whole past arc was awkward and uncomfortable. Yeah. As good as it was. It
1: was a good awkward um, and uncomfortable, but it was, it was well painful written. a little bit.
0: And she shows him a videotape of, uh, well, gives him a videotape, which she watches with Boonchichi. Mm-hmm. Which Bunshichi, uh comically goes, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, so what's this videotape she gave you? Are you two having sex? Yeah, it is yeah <laughs> <laughs> froze um, him off totally and then um but what it actually is is Sheen murdering a bunch of people. Yeah. I mean that might be porn for some people but But
1: not for us.
0: So um Sheen killing a bunch of people and using his dragon's eye and
1: like his little sister Aya. Yeah, has.
0: Mitsuomi and um but into a more extreme degree. Yeah. Bunchichi and Mitsuomi are like, Wow, I didn't know Sheen could be such a monster.
1: And Bunshichi knows him; had known him for like 10 years.
0: Yeah, they'd known each other since they were little kids, so mm-hmm. this was a whole new thing. And as we mentioned, the katana hunting ends with Sheen just pretty much uh, destroying everybody.
1: Yeah, because he couldn't stand the thought of them hurting Maya.
0: And at this point, um, Mitsuo Shinatsume is called to a meeting out in the boonies pretty much <laughs> uh, with Dogen Takayanagi. Which happens to be Mitsuomi and Masataka's father. And he's sitting on a park bench and waits uh, for Sheen Natsume and pretty much goes, Huh, you guys have been having a lot of fun, haven't you? Murdering all these people, being a dick. And it's revealed that Sheen and him have a deeper relationship. And he pretty much saved Sheen's ass after he went psychotic the first time. hmm Now, I'm not sure when exactly it's introduced, Sheen's backstory, but I'll pretty much go over it now. Mm-hmm. Get her out the way. So, the reason there's this sword called. Um, Is she going to eureka here or
2: something? Along those along those lines. It's very hard pronunciation.
1: Yeah, it's uh, the Reiki. The Reiki. The Shokuto Reiki. The, the, Reiki. Reiki.
2: the
0: Reiki. Yeah, Shokuto Reiki. The Shokuto Reiki is a blade which can harness the power of people with the dragon's eye and accelerate it or even help you control it depending on what your situation is.
1: It makes it, your powers both stronger and makes you more able to handle them.
0: Oh, your sanity. It's very depends it on the can, user. It's a
1: really delicate scale, and it could tip
0: either way. And it does a lot. Yeah. And uh, Sheen... So uh, Maya's the only person in the Natsume family that doesn't have crazy-ass powers. <laughs> so she's told, here, you take the sword. That way no one's going to get fucked up.
1: When they're really little.
0: When they're really little. Like mm-hmm. Maya... Maya's child form is where at this point she is actually a child not yeah. in her form yeah and uh Shane's like oh that's a really cool sword I wish I had it and, and naively she's like, no, she's like oh big it. brother you can have my sword well
1: she's at first he wanted to touch it and she's like no mom and dad told me no one can touch it not even (laughs) them and he's all jealous and she's like well if you're really really nice to me i might let you hold it
0: and then after that we're to a next shown a scene where Sheen's just dripping with blood yeah and he says some really creepy line how wow humans die real easy it's not like the movies
1: yeah well he's like i thought my not my the sword would just go right through them but it was hard yeah. And it was like really, really.
0: It was like so naive as a child, but he fucking wasn't. yeah, because yeah. it looked creepy. And we hear Maya running and uh, Tim going boom, big brother, mom and dad are dead. And he turns to her and with this psychotic looking face and puts his hand on her head and goes,
1: "No one will ever separate us ever again.
0: We'll be together for always." Yeah, <laughs> and you can't blame him because prior to this. He'd locked him away because these powers got unleashed when he touched the sword he
1: went crazy yeah he went
0: crazy so they tied him up and this only just accelerated they put insanity. him they
1: put him in this little cell where his dragon's eye kind of warped him into a different dimension and he was seeing all these people but they couldn't see him mm-hmm. and he kept talking about how he was everywhere and nowhere all at once and he was really going nuts and every time maya would visit him she, he would just go nuts and just cry and cry and cry and try to like grab her through the bars because he was freaking out so badly. And that's the fact that he was separated from people for so long, is, and the fact that Maya would be his only visitor—that was probably how he got so attached to her.
0: And it explains why they had a, such a fucked up relationship. Mm-hmm. And this is for for me—I felt so sympathetic for Sheen, where I couldn't hate him for being such a nut job. Yeah. Because
1: he got all this thrust on him. He was way too young to handle it. He must have been, what, 10? There's no way, even as he grew up, there's no way his psyche would be able to handle that because he had it introduced so young.
0: So what was your take on their relationship at this point when it was more explained, Dogen's introduction of being the guy that saved him but is using him as a test subject Mm -hmm. and pretty much generally why we are right now?
1: I completely understand how this made him so protective and almost possessive of Maya. And as much as you can appreciate what Dogen did for him, you still want to punch him in the face because he really, there's just, there's no way to defend what he did when it comes to using Sheen as a lab rat, basically. Mm -hmm. There's no way to defend that.
0: And, uh... Yeah, the more we find out, he's basically trying to create Mitsuomi Takeyanagi into the ultimate warrior mm-hmm. um, for the sole purpose, the true the true martial artist, for the sole purpose of being able to take down Sheen in some big fight so that he makes a hero. Yeah. And it's so villainous. He's trying, he's like okay with Sheen killing people because it's helping his cause to make this, make the Takeyanagi family some great clan. Yeah. So what was your take on all this, Ryan? I really
2: enjoy the initial relationship between Sheen and Maya and as their younger self, it's more fleshed out and you've got the whole concept of the Dragon's Eye and the Reek and they coming into play that it can either top either way it can be either used as a good instrument or as in the bad as you see Sheen completely as a shit goes on a killing spree even from younger killing his own parents and Dugan then coming to the seven cause the 12 R.A. clan want so to execute him but Dogon basically brings him on this fold and uses him, as you said, as a lab rat, and basically the tool to his own son, Mr. Yumi, as the perfect martial artist. It's really, it's really messed up in a way, but I feel sympathetic of her Shin, because of having all this thrown on him at a young age, and not having that mentality handled as a
0: 10-year-old boy. So the next scene um, we have is Bunshishi shows up, tracking Sheen down, um and at this point we're fleshed out a little more with a character called Fu Shen, who is a Chinese oh, God, uh, Fu Shen. <laughs> Fu is like, eh, just let uh Boon fight him, what's the worst that can happen? And Sheen Stram pretty much is go goes psychotic at the sight of Boon mm-hmm. and his dragon's eye activates and he uses the sword to control himself to not kill his friend. Yeah. But in the process, he impales the fuck out of his legs yeah. and makes him a pincushion. But
1: God only knows what he could have done if he hadn't had that sword.
0: Well, what happens next is, Dogen demands the sword back. Um, so Kusanoha takes it from him. <laughs> At that point, Boon like, bitch, I'm awake. And launches himself across the ground using his own chi. Kicks the fuck out of Sheen. And beats him down.
1: But the only reason he's able to do that is because Sheen pretty much refuses to fight him because he knows without the sword he'll probably kill Bunchichi. So
0: you see Sheen constantly reaching and looking towards the katana as Bunchichi just pummels the hell out of him. Yeah. And uses his monologue about, I've known you for God, this so many years and I don't understand the shit that you're saying and the shit that you're doing. And Sheen pretty much saying, yeah, you don't understand me. And Bunshichi knocks him out finally, and the last words he utters is Maya. Yeah. And it sickens Bunshichi because he's like, even now it's all about her. Mm Mm-hmm. And um, this fight scene tops mine for all the fight scenes in this anime. I thought it was just such a cool contrast of Bunshichi getting his legs impaled constantly. Partially, the reason he topped my list is that. He let himself be impaled in the legs just so he could get Sheen off guard when he didn't have the sword and fight him.
1: Yeah, and the fact that he was able to knock Sheen down even with dozens of holes in his legs is just absolutely (laughs) amazing.
0: And uh, it's funny, before this fight, someone actually spots Bunshichi, and they're like, dude, that's Bunshichi Tower. I went to the same middle school as him. He's a monster. Holy
1: crap. <laughs>
0: and up until this point, we had only seen the comedy side <laughs> of him. Like, there was a scene in the bowling alley where he's like... Maya, keep those tits away from me. There's only two things on this earth that can screw me over Shiitake mushrooms and your tits. <laughs> and that's pretty much Boon as a whole it is. until this point.
1: You've just seen him as this comic relief, and then he finally does something and you're like, Holy shit, he kicks ass.
2: Like even on the the, the part of stairs in the area of Bonali, and Maya goes, Hey, why aren't you fighting? If you see goes like it's too much hassle from oh, yeah. the like I felt like does he, does he even fight at all? Is he like a complete weak weakling, Or like some guy just advises Matsusome for like advice and wisdom. But when you see him like go absolutely crazy wishing, I was like, what the hell, how powerful is this guy to go against Shin when he loses his shit with the Dragonite?
0: And one thing I'm going to critique the anime for, which they don't do a good job of, is explaining how intelligent the Bunshichi is. This is something that I read in the manga. Uh-huh. And... Mitsuomi actually wanted Bunchichi to do the bowling attack, um, the attack on the bowling alley, Mm -hmm. but I don't think he'd do it because of his ties with Maya. Yeah. And he said if this was done by you, this would have been over like in 30 seconds done. Yeah. Because he's apparently some he's this genius when it comes to doing planning attacks, strategies. He um, had some battle on some hill with some another biker gang and took them all out by himself because he's just this great strategist that combines his strength and his skills, mm. and it's an interesting take on him from because he's got because he's not just comedy relief and he's not just a badass but he's a really intelligent character and they don't touch on that in the anime and
1: all they really make him look like is a lazy guy that can kick
0: butt. And that's a shame, because there's much more to he,
1: There's so much more to Boon mm-hmm.
0: So um, from there, we're, Boon Chichi and Sheen are both in hospital. Yeah. And they heal up, and it's announced that there's going to be some big tournament to select who is the uh, executive council and the executive council president. For next year. Which Sheen obviously won the previous year, yeah. along with Boon Chichi. And it's actually discussed that Sheen isn't the number one high school student. He, yep. he never fought in the tournament previously. Sheen
1: is only number two,
0: isn't he? Mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. only number two. She, she is actually the first, and that's uh, more evidence to his skills. Yeah. He did all the fighting the year before.
1: Yep.
0: And um, so, uh, sorry, uh, Sheen Natsume uh, um, pretty much wants to make this new club because he kind of killed his, his other ones. Yeah, <laughs> And yeah. he's calling it the Juken Club. Uh, uh, uh which uh, so that is the board birth of the Juken Club. And he makes Bunchichi come in it, he makes Mitsuomi come in it, and they need a fourth person well fourth and a fifth person. And they get Maya too after a lot of persuasion.
1: Yeah, Mitsuomi basically begs her. <laughs>
0: and um, she brings along a fifth person. Scum.
1: Scum. That's not really his name, but it's what the teacher keeps calling him, so they kind of. He's
0: some cocky douchebag with no skills, and he gets um, freaked out by this big teacher and made to look like a little bitch, and now everyone calls him scum.
1: Well, the teacher has some type of power to make you imagine things, doesn't he?
0: I don't know if it's that, or if he dreams. Or a
1: scum's just a wuss.
0: Yeah, I think it's more to do with he bulked up and then it freaks scum out even more. Because he did that well, one. Well, go. Thank- on Ryan. You see that teacher,
2: uh, a segment of facing Bob. He's probably Bob, like, going to mess. he's strong, ripping his t-shirt off. And, like, the teacher comes over. The masters of this uh, me are no ornate teachers. And you see him just basically rip off his shirt. And he's, like, bigger than that, side guy. And I
0: was like, what the hell
2: does that man eat?
0: <laughs> <laughs> so it's an interesting concept. And, um... Sorry, I lost where we were.
1: <laughs> we were at the part where Scum got introduced.
0: So Scum's introduced to the Jukin Club, and the Jukin Club's uh, pretty much fighting every team like you do, because it's announced the way the tournament works. Mm-hmm. You've got you're given your opponent, and you go kick their ass
1: anywhere, anywhere, anytime,
0: anytime.
1: except for the last. The finals are yeah. in a big arena. Yeah,
0: and. Pretty much the only other team that's really given some spotlight is another team which is consisting of like the leaders of a bunch of other clubs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um apparently basketballs are martial arts. I, I don't know why. I have
1: no but clue. It is.
0: Guy that beats the piss out of you with basketballs.
1: Why the hell not?
0: But because again, it's this not is martial coming arts. from the anime with booby
2: knives.
1: Booby knives.
2: There's like funny about that uh team which are like a and they play. There's a guy identical, like, the they called Lee. I I'm, I'm pretty I know sure know who you're on about.
0: He's like the leader, the Bruce Lee guy. <laughs> He's such a knockoff that it's fucking obnoxious. Oh. <laughs> um, um. So yeah, they they go around, they fight each team, and they're pretty much winning. And it escalates eventually. But before we talk about how it, um, before we talk about how it escalates, we'll talk about this concept. So what did you think of how the tournament works? What you guys liked about it? And my personal gripe with this is. Bunshichi and Shin was pretty much like, yeah, we're friends again, no issues. Uh, yeah. And there was a lot of patching up between them that never really happened. Uh, there, it was
1: like there was a permanent rift between them.
0: Mm-hmm. So it it just didn't seem I did I didn't like the transition. The only transition I liked was a flashback to him, Shinatsume and Maya, where they where he's going, Maya, you're like um. You're
1: like a fire and I'm the moth.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah, and this this whole monologue how about she's trying to get these butterflies to stay away from the fire, but he explains they're moths and they're going to dive into the fire no matter what and like this fire, and you're like this fire to me, Maya. And it's really fucking sad and deep yeah. for a ten-year-old to Maya say And Maya just
1: starts crying, saying, I don't want to hurt you, brother.
0: I don't want to... We don't have <laughs> we to be a moth. We can both
1: be butterflies and we can be happy because she's a little girl <laughs> and she doesn't understand.
0: But, um, so from um, other than that transition, we get this awkward one where Sheen and Bunchinchi are like, yeah, we're friends again. Okay. Seems legit. So, Jonah, what did you think about the whole tournament and how we got here?
1: I agree that it's odd that they were just suddenly friends again. As for the tournament, I actually really like how they do the tournament. I think it's unique and I think it's entertaining to watch how they decided to comprise the tournament. And, um, I think it's comical that they just kind of threw Scum in there, and he just kind of sits to the side and does nothing. <laughs> Ever. He and she sits to the side with him, because he doesn't want to do anything. Because he's Boonshiichi. <laughs> yeah,
0: he's like, I'm here in name only. And he's wearing a cast, like, for the first chunk of it, too, because his leg's still fuck.
1: Yeah, what's he gonna
0: do? So, and, um, so Ryan, what did you think of how we got here and, uh, the actual tournament? Like, the first no. half of it?
2: This whole segment, my favourite part is Matsumi's transition, and they, like, the present he has become, as you see him become more stronger throughout this thing, with Maya, like, in the past this year, you see seen like, Matsumi was training in like, that, their state of life facility, and the whole was happening, until like, it was resolved between him and Shin, that he was basically becoming a badass. You can kinda of see the artist was like, playing more into their older self, his hair got longer, he got more like, do older looking, more mature, you see the relationship between Maya and him flourish as like this ultimate team that cannot be stopped unless like, they're separated which comes when they play it on past the tournament but uh, the tournament itself, it's it's really weird like it's a low bars whole thing, anything can happen until the last five final matches I always enjoy there's a flashback flashback like about, about the past team where getting sniped from the like, archery team on the roof I was like ah, that's pretty funny and they get ambushed by like the five ninjas it's just, I really
0: enjoy the whole concept. Yeah, I was actually, I forgot to bring that up, but yeah, it's like, there's a real uh, showing you how it can, the fighting of the tournament can happen anywhere, but yeah. you know, can just totally uh, use Archery on him as they're just coming out the building. Yep. Uh, the
1: uh, stuff between Sheen and Mitsuomi, that didn't happen until right before the fin- finals, right?
0: You're talking about the bike, when they're riding the bikes together? No, when he... This is what we're getting to okay, right now.
1: Okay, I, I couldn't remember what happened when... Um, so,
0: yeah, for the second half of the tournament, uh, Sheen's not in the building right now, and mm-hmm. um, everyone's invited to go fight in four separate rooms. Um, whilst Bunshichi... And what's happening is Mitsuomi and Bunchichi are being distracted. The guys who they're fighting aren't actually fighting back. They're just avoiding. Um, so... They figure out they're being distracted, and why they're being distracted is Maya's being knocked out and ambushed by two guys, her actual opponent and Fun Chen. Um, they rip off her clothes and leave her stripped, and then have the guy she was meant to fight guide Sheen there. Yeah. Out of and the reason they do this is because they want to set Sheen off to massacre everybody.
1: And just prior to this, mm-hmm. uh, Masataka's father. Dogen. gives Sheen permission to kill anyone he wants.
0: As much as he wants. And right. Sheen
1: insists I don't want to. He's
0: so late. they give him incentive. So okay. he said I don't want to kill anyone. I like who I am. Yeah. And okay. um, it's you're finally seeing him become a person again mm-hmm. and start to gain some sanity about him. And Dogen's like God damn um, after everything I did for you you should thank me. And it's like dude you used him as a lab rat. You're a fucking asshole. Yeah. So he goes batshit insane when he sees Maya all fucked up,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and decides he's going to fuck up Fun Chen. The two guys, Emmy, who happens to be there too,
1: even though it wasn't her Mama, fault, she was she just... well. yeah. Mana, Mana, Mana... and Emmy were tied to a chair together. Yeah.
0: Um, so he decides to pick a fight with Fun Chen, and Fun Chen's like, oh, "I don't see the big deal with you. Is I'll just go and kick your ass." And Chen rips his hands off.
1: Yep. No more hands for him.
0: And it's actually a very comical scene. He's like, he doesn't is. realize that his hands have gone. Because they've pretty much been seared off with Chi. Yeah. And then he realizes and freaks the fuck out and Sheen just kicks the shit out of him. Yep. Then he turns his attention to Emmy and everyone else. Because he's, he's kind
1: of lost it. He's, he's not really... Dragon's
0: Eyes totally took him over at this point. Yeah. He's about to go kill everyone and then...
1: Mitsuomi comes running in.
0: Now, he's running and charging and Maya realizes and screams Mitsuomi. Mm-hmm. Sheen under the gaze of the dragon's eye, he turns to Mitsuomi and sees, and accidentally quote unquote um, blasts um, a bunch of chi like a whole bunch of chi into Mitsuomi's chest. Mm-hmm. Um, and he spits out a bunch of blood and Pretty much faints. Yeah. Um, Sheen comes to at this point because Maya actually shouting and woken him up.
1: Yeah.
0: And he used the dra- excuse of the dragon's eye pretty much to go, oops oopsie he didn't mean Even though eye. he
1: wasn't even in the dragon's eye at the time when mm-hmm. he did it.
0: And his excuse for that was, oh, sorry, you caught me on my blind side. Cause,
1: yeah.
0: Um, no, I, w- I thought,
2: I watched a scene recently and I thought it's like, he snapped over the translation back and did.
1: Yeah, sort of... It. it was like he partially went back. Oh, I
0: think maybe Mitsuomi set him back into Dragon's Eye. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because he doesn't like Mitsuomi. He feels him as a threat towards Maya.
1: He liked him in the beginning, but over time he saw him as a threat to Maya. And Maya also, and mm-hmm. close. Also, with the Dragon's Eye, he saw that someone was going to kill him, and he thinks that someone's going to be Mitsuomi. So he's afraid of him.
0: Selfish aspect of him. Yeah. So he ended up blowing a bunch of tea in his chest, and, uh... Everyone's worried about Mitsuomi, they go to the doctors to go check him out, and and sorry about the rustling to everyone listening in, but because we have a fireworks store near to us, everyone likes to blow up fireworks, even though it's nowhere <laughs> close to the 4th of July. Yep. Uh, but yeah, so the situation with that is that Mitsuomi's perfectly fine in the hospital. Mm-hmm.
1: They can't find a thing wrong with him.
0: And mm-hmm. until another scene shows that he vomits up blood again later. Mm-hmm. So, what did you guys think of Mitsuo? Uh, sorry, Sheen's little uh, outburst, his transformation, and the assault on Mitsuomi, And this whole scene as a whole, Jonna?
1: It was heartbreaking because Sheen was actually becoming a real person with feelings and conscious, a conscience, and he was just becoming a good, real person, and it's gone. that's basically weapon and it's gone it just completely disappeared within the blink of an eye every hope you had for this character is suddenly shattered and it's both good and bad it just it's heart-wrenching it's just really heart-wrenching and the whole time as they're ripping off maya's clothes you're going no 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 because you know what's gonna happen and the moment you see what he does to Mitsuomi it's just like you know that something really god-freaking-awful is about to happen but it's good and it definitely is a lot of plot development
2: so Ryan what do you think I really like I really enjoyed this segment as you were saying Shin like you lose all you lose all hope like he was developing that nice kind of guy turning down Dogen and like saying I I don't have to be loyal to you anymore then you've got the whole transition and they like Maya well, not kidnapped. Basically, stripped naked in front of Fu chain And here's the fact Fu Chen as a character, I do not like him at all. Like, his only purpose is to antagonize Shin and the attacking and turning the dragon out and maybe training Mitsumi, which you see a couple segments. Yeah. And throughout, and then you've got Shin, like, basically, you see he loses his crap, tears off Fu Chen's hand after you, you've seen Fu chain had the power,
0: of, I think it's of Earth. i correct. I'm not sure. He's uh, Chinese. He does do weird things. Um, <laughs> he's the one Chinese character. I thought he was from Taiwan. I oh, know no, Taiwan's on China. I have
1: no idea. I have no clue where he's <laughs> guys from an Asian country.
0: But he's def- he's not Japanese. No,
1: no, he's definitely not. They make a point of And point they also
0: him his art style's totally different. Yeah. yeah. Then you see the transition. Like Mitsumi. Like
2: that that's the most tough point of Mitsumi's character to me. Uh transitions yeah. with him from that young naive Kind of man until like yeah, I Will become that perfect martial artist. and you see, the scar around is implanted. The damage is done. And then you transition to the hospital. That the, the doctors flabbergasted about like, how does he survive that there? That has like muscles or like like are set of muscles that uh, that he survived that there. No internal organ damage done. But there's also a critical plot point. I think it comes from the player. Because you have Emi, Emi like Matsumi basically saved Emi's life. And that comes in play there because you've got the ex- explanation of the current executive council um, and like how they're so loyal to him that they came and they play later on.
1: That makes sense. That it really is crucial to Emmy's future. Yeah.
0: And they don't re- touch on it enough of a Vern who uh, oh, saved my life and num and then suddenly years later I wish mm-hmm. there was more of an explanation. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it was a very interesting scene, and this is what leads us to the finals of the tournament. Uh, she not uh, um. Sh- Sheen pretty much um, tells Maya, I'm going to kill anyone that gets close to you. Yeah. And Mitsuomi promises that, and he just give him like six months, or it? Yeah, six two months. Those two months. Two months, well, whatever yeah. it was, but give me two <laughs> months and I'm going to be strong enough to beat him and save you. And he trains his ass off and it's the showdown for the finals and only Scum and Bucichi shows up. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Sheen's off being a psychotic weirdo,
1: and Maya's off trying to find him.
0: Uh, well, yeah. Maya, no, he's making Maya. I mean, he's pretty much told Maya you've got to stick by my side and, yeah. and kill anyone. So Maya and Sheen are together,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and <clears throat> Mitsuomi is um, turns up to the tournament, and he looks totally different. His bangs are longer. Yeah, his mm-hmm. eyes are different. Everything about him is drawn differently, but he can still not to the point where it's a total different character. It's, right progressively grown this way and it looks fucking awesome it does he pretty much just kicks the shit out of each one of these guys in a certain amount of time and then just leaves without celebrating or accepting medals yeah at this point uh, Mana tells him a time limit of how long he's got to fight based off how his heart is
1: yep He says, she did, she said you did three minutes and two seconds or something along mm-hmm. those lines.
0: First or second average.
1: <laughs> yeah, and he said, I made it just in time, didn't I? And then he started puking up blood again and...
0: I'm just a little woozy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, you realize he can only, he can fight, yeah. but the reason is because when he put that chi through him...
0: When she put the chi through Mitsuomi, mit, um. Kind
1: of, it made his heart grow. It progressively get stronger, but also weaker at the same time, like it would grow. But it also meant that he was pumping more blood, and, and therefore his muscles were getting stronger.
0: Mana, yeah, Mana explains it pretty much goes, yeah, your heart's enlarging, and it's pumping more blood around, but at the same time, you're getting superhuman strength, but your heart's going at a pace where not even heavy drugs could do this to you.
1: Yeah, and basically, yeah, it's basically... Said at that point that he's dying and he's not exactly. gonna last much longer so
2: two or three year period they love that's what i think that's what they say that think mm-hmm. like your heart is accelerating at such a rate you have two or three
0: years they love so yeah. basically make your name
1: yeah. yeah
0: it's like i wouldn't be surprised to be hot pops now yeah <laughs> and um there's a pretty cool scene where the uh, original juking club members all get a photograph together yeah before and then after the cat photos taken The photo zooms out and you hear combat sounds in the background. Mm -hmm. And it breaks into a showdown between Mitsuomi and Shinatsume. And it's briefly explained that this fight is going to be for the executive uh, president's
1: position. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: And It's just a one-sided beatdown. It's a good one-sided beatdown. Mitsuomi kicks the piss out of Sheen. And Sheen's obviously holding back again with the dragon's eye. Oh, but one point- he, every time he's talking, he's saying he wants to. He knows he's got to go through this. And yeah, he sees eternal peace at the end of his fist
1: because it means he won't have to hurt Maya anymore, and he won't have to feel the pain mm-hmm. of the dragon's eye anymore.
0: And Shmitoami continuing this beat down, and everyone's like, um, after after watching for a while, Bunche and Maya are trying to stop it, but getting slapped by uh, Mana. Mana and told to shut up because this needs to happen. Um, they're watching and Bunshinji's like, "All right, this one final blow is going to take him, take Shin down." Shin catches the punch and pretty much goes, "I'm not ready to die." Um, mm-hmm. I won't die alone. Yeah, and I'm then, taking
1: you down with me. That's what it wants. Yeah, he
0: goes, "I'm sorry, Maya, but I'm taking I'm taking him along with your tears down with me."
1: Yeah, and
0: tries to spike Mitsuomi on his head to kill him. Yeah, uh, Mitsu-Omi, catches himself
1: by digging his toes into the wood that's
0: a moment of amazing
1: i i it cringed. was so
0: cool it looks so painful
1: i cringe, but it was so cool
0: yeah and like mitsuomi's just pretty much doing the limbo with Sheen on top of him <laughs> whilst clinging to the floorboards and going <laughs> you was willing to put your life on the line and that's the best you've got to offer yeah you're weak
1: you're pathetic.
0: And his eyes just like gloss over, they're not even emotional. And he's just basically going, I see why you wanted all this power now, Sheen. And he's turning into the monster, he's turning into the same monster that Sheen almost is.
1: Yeah, without Uh, even having the dragon's eye. And
0: just as he's about to finally destroy Sheen and pretty much kill him,
1: Mana runs in and screams, Stop, that's enough.
0: Blocks it, and at this point, we see Shin's eyes turn red and he's ter- using the dragon's eye again mm-hmm. and uses a move which is actually a Takayanagi secret move, mm-hmm. which is what sh- we see Suichiro use later. Yeah. And which is the Ryuke Kiko Tanchinko. I yeah. fucking hate saying that. So I'm probably <laughs> butchering And he, but it's an extreme version with the dragon's eye. It's like yeah. a laser beam comes out of his fist, I'm and blasts Takeyanagi into the wall, and you just see splinters and destruction everywhere. He starts jumping over him, beating him into the ground to the point he's going to die, so everyone else tries to intervene. Yeah,
1: he basically blasted it through Mana. Yeah,
0: and Mana's, like, out of it.
1: She's bleeding from her mouth, and she's really in a lot of danger.
0: And what comes next is the most emotional scene in the whole anime, in my opinion, is Sheen, awakens from the dragon's eye, sees all. everyone's unconscious of, and Maya, of course, because he's not going to hit Maya. He's knocked out Bunchichi, scum. They're going to be in the hospital forever, (laughs) pretty much. Um, And he realizes what he's done to Mana, and he breaks down crying Mm -hmm. and lays over her body, hugging her. And Mana's like, don't cry, Sheen. I knew this was going to happen from the very beginning. Mm -hmm. Something like even without the dragon's eye, a girl knows this type of thing. Yeah. And um, gives this really sad monologue about how your heart was never mine. But your tears and uh, blood will be with me. Mm-hmm. And he assists him <laughs> in suicide. Um, as she's dying, she pierces his brain pretty much through the ear with one of her... And he acu- helps her. Yeah. he
1: He puts his hand over hers and brings her hand up to his head.
0: And takes his own life and dies alongside with Mana. Yeah. And you just kind of see tears and her tears and his blood mixed together in some weird type of scene and Yeah. It's really emotional, really sad. You went from this awesome fight scene to such depression. Yeah. And Sheen's long painful journey comes to an end. Uh for me, this is probably my favorite scene throughout mm-hmm. the anime. Mm-hmm. The fight scene wasn't the best, but it was very good. Yeah. <laughs> um and that and that scene with Mana and Sheen is one of the saddest. Yeah. So what was your take?
1: I really liked this fight. A lot. Uh, There's really not much I can say about it other than the emotions in it were so strong. Not just between Mana and Sheen, but between Sheen and Mitsuomi. And just the drastic change in Mitsuomi's attitude and his skills. He's just basically become a superhuman, but along with becoming superhuman... He's kind of losing his human element. He's not quite who he used to be. And you just go from this huge high of loving this fight and thinking it's awesome to crashing down into this depression because of what happened with Sheen and Mana. And I think that going from so high to so low is upsetting as it is. It really gets your heart going and it makes an anime as great as it is.
0: Ryan? I really
2: love the thing like... This fight scene itself is up there, you have a favorite from like even the outset of the beginning of the anime. You've got Tsurichu versus Makataka and the cafeteria, either that scene or this scene is either the top anime fights of this anime itself. And you've got and the emotions are Run high, the whole atmosphere, like everyone there. From the skulls and the dragon club, and watching Sheen, the top guy, going out of Mitsumi. Like no one, I I don't believe no one believed in was that powerful. Like he is basically destroying uh, Sheen each punch, stuff like that. The whole thing where he's able to stop that counter attack by sticking his feet in the ground, and basically breaking the boards beneath his feet. No one, I, I bet you no one that arena seen that coming. And he got the whole transition where Sheen loses his shit again for like what the second or third time right now, and he uses that technique and blows Mana apart. In like Mitsumi barely dodges. that would have been his life gone with an instant. Then it was from this high motion, has high intensity fight, to the most emotional scene, where basically Mana professes her love for Sheen, and Sheen was like he could have never returned it because he was basically, in fact, Fiat, sorry, basically loved his own sister, and that came kind of meant the relationship way, and so out there, they committed suicide, with the needle through the ear, which ended on the cliffhanger hanger of the episode, which I just, my god, this anime is a hidden gem, and it needs to be appreciated.
0: Yeah, this anime goes from panty shots to violence, to such an extreme with this, that yeah. you're like, wow, this just gave whole purpose to the first chunk of the, um, series yeah and after this not too much happens in the anime other than aya has mm-hmm. a bitch fit because she's an emotional kid
1: she steals the chokuto reiki and, and Ma- maya and Mitsuho... mitsuomi and the whole executive council are chasing after her trying to find her she ends up spending the night at masataka's house
0: oh my god that, that episode it was, a, but, it was a nice bit of comedy relief after all that emotion. My God, like you
2: see Mass attacking, he's like, is he, is he a rapist or is he, is he a pedophile? Like he, his thoughts going through his head, like he knows everyone fucking for Arya, yeah. Arya, but he's just fucking. He's just like, I'm fucking my dick, dick. sorry for the language, and, but basically takes her home and he's thinking He's going to have a grand old night, and you can see his father rings the house and he's like. Ooh, yeah. Like he has a woman over, so we'll be celebrating in the morning. His <laughs> father has high hopes for him, with that whole scene in itself. Like, Masataka, he just, oh, that character in itself is so hilarious.
1: <laughs> yeah, his dad's basically like, well, I guess I should be celebrating. <laughs> because he's like, I love you, Dad. I love you, Dad. Oh, it must be a girl. But I feel like there's a lot of comedy relief until one point where he wants to take a peek at Aya showering and and he's being sobbing. a lecher, and she's just in the shower sobbing and he's like, well, there goes my fun. Because he can't <laughs> enjoy her crying. Yeah. So he leaves and then he feels all depressed and like a stupid idiot for trying to do that.
0: The only notable scene is Aya having a conversation with Sheen mm-hmm. through the dragon's eye. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, because she goes into a fever, a really bad fever. And um, Sheen shows up to her in this fever dream and says he's going to take the Chokuto Reiki. I don't away. know if
0: it was a dream because the sword was still in the ground the next yeah, day, so you're... I think it was his ghost.
1: Yeah, it was really him. I think I'm just saying she had a really bad mm-hmm. fever, but she can, he she convinces him to leave the Reiki behind.
0: <laughs> so, so the whole this whole bullshit though is just so they can have an excuse for Mitsuomi and up to fight before the end the anime. Yeah, and. Because after this, the OVA happens, Mm -hmm. which is Piss poor.
1: Yeah. I never watched OVA. It was cool to see um, what Soichiro was capable of.
0: But, so basically, this whole point so it escalates to a point where they want Aya to, they chase Aya to the school roof, and Soichiro and Mitsuomi cross paths again. He knows everything that's happened now, Mm -hmm. thinks Mitsuomi's a dirtbag, and wants to kick the crap out of him.
1: Because anyone that makes the woman he loves cry needs to pay.
0: So he and and Mitsuomi have a big fight, it all ends up getting calmed down. And Aya gives the sword back, and everything's mellowed out. It's a very anticlimactic ending to the anime. Yeah. Uh The fight was piss poor. There was, like, fucking flying through the air out the windows of the school building, crashing mm-hmm. to the ground. It, like, went Dragon Ball Z crazy for a second. Yeah, it really and did. Think, like, what, how do was, you
1: survive that? I think
0: I was trying to accomplish, like, an epic moment, mm-hmm. but it just came down as really silly. Yeah. Um. So that was pretty much... Af- after that, we're pretty much just left with Aya and Suichiro talking about how Aya, I understand why you love my sister so much, but I'm going to be as good as her one day, mm-hmm. and you're going to appreciate me. And that is pretty much the end of the main series. Yeah. Until the OVA. Now I thought that was a piss poor ending.
1: Yeah, it really was.
0: What did um the fight scene was piss poor and the build up was piss poor. It was awful. after all after the past arc it was just so dull.
1: It really so was. So what did
0: you think, Jenna?
1: I didn't like the ending. Like you said, there was all this build up with the past arc, and you would really expect it to follow through, but you get nothing. You get no closure. You get no anything. There's just nothing. That's all I really have to say about that. The fighting was over the top to the point where it was ridiculous and nothing was resolved. There was just nothing. That's all I have to say about that.
2: Ryan. And like in the terms of this uh, segment of the anime, I believe like I'm going from the end up of the pastor. The end of the pastures, my most favorite scenes were KMA, Doom Mitsu Matsumi, where he takes sees the control of his own clan and basically hires goons to kill not kill his followers, companions, and stuff like that. There, he yeah, sees yeah. His I forgot about that.
1: That was point. that was a cool scene.
2: I liked and that. He basically hires a few chance acquaintances, and he goes into the company, Storm and the guns blazing. And you see, you kind know, of the first kind of gunplay in the anime. I'm like, these are pretty decent gun scenes. Why can we got some more of these here? Because you incorporate martial arts with gun scenes. Yeah, <laughs> then, it's
1: like sleeping dogs.
2: Basically <laughs> 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 sleeping dogs, sleeping dogs anime. <laughs> 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 then you've got like, uh, over overthrown his father and he becomes the head of the clan and wants to incorporate all the martial arts within one family setting. And so on, then you've got the anti-climatic battle, Mitsumi versus Surichi, and like, it's it, this is not really this is not really I want to expect it. I want a big, I want a damn kick ass fight. I want some on the, like the terms of Shin versus Mitsumi, but even like ten times Eppberger, ten times more epic, because you seen the capability of how Mitsumi was at a younger age versus Shin. I expected something on that ground level scale or even more.
0: <laughs> yeah, and it's just really dull, and they try to recreate that Mitsumi versus Shin fight in the OVA. Yeah. The entire OVA is about Suichiro becoming the true martial artist.
1: Yeah.
0: He ends up unlocking a power of the dragon, which is different to the dragon's eye. Yes. His entire hair goes black and he gets all this chi power. Super Saiyan. Yeah, it's eventually the reverse Super Saiyan. That's the gag which yeah. everyone brings up. So he has this fight with Mitsuomi. After Mitsuomi tells him he wants to fight. Suichiro unlocks all his power this time. And hits Mitsuomi pretty hard, and he's just about to kill him. And Mitsuomi does pretty much what Sheen does, where he gives this big monologue about, uh yeah, this is what Sheen wanted, I'm about to finally get peace at the end of his fist. Yeah. Suichiro so clonks out, because he's opened up all his chakras, and...
1: It was too much for him.
0: Especially uh-huh. for his first time. Gigi. Yeah. And his body just shuts down, and he's like, alright, we'll settle this at the finals.
1: And they never do.
0: Yeah, because he rushed. he rushed this fight because he knew he was going to die soon. -hmm. So that was the whole point of the OVA. It was, this, it was just to talk about Soichiro's powers. Yeah. But you never got anything out of it.
1: And it was really kick-ass, Soichiro's powers, but yeah, that's all you get.
0: Jake. Yeah, it was covered in like blue markings, like dragons. <laughs> yeah. His hair went black, he was glowing red and yellow. And
1: there's a huge dragon pulsing around him. It was so cool.
0: Yeah it's, pretty one of the, yeah, it's one of the most cool visuals in the anime, but the power does nothing. Like In the long run, you don't get to see any of it used. Yeah. And I understand this is kept laid for the anime, sorry, for the manga, but if you know you've got... The thing is, they knew their series has ended and they fucked up on the ending. So they wanted to create an OVA to like... Finish it. Give us a bullshit ending. Yeah. I don't care because this is what the thing is, the anime and the manga are kept pretty close together. They don't deviate each other like a lot of animes do. But if you know you're never going to do the anime again... Give us the ending that give we want.
1: Give us the one we deserve.
0: Yeah, I don't care if it's just a bullshit fight between Mitsumi and Suichiro that never happened in the manga.
1: But at least finish Cap it. Cap
0: the anime off in a way that the people are going to love. Yeah. And I think this is what hurts this anime more than anything. They didn't just have one bad ending. Mm-hmm. They had two bad endings.
1: Yeah, it was pretty bad.
0: So the way we normally like to end this, since I know you're new to this whole Addicted to Anime, Ryan, is uh-huh. we like to say are we addicted to Tenjo Tenge or not? And we're going to go round. We're going to give our main high points, our main low points. Summarize any thoughts or anything you left out. And I'll go first to kick us off.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: As, far as, the start, as far as the anime goes, I thought the fight scene, the art style was fantastic. The English voice acting was fair. The Japanese voice acting was fair. They're not extremely bad, other than a few characters like Aya. Um as far as the plotline goes it starts off great gets slows down a little gets great again with the past arc then slows down and comes to a grinding halt so honestly if I really think about it I only loved three quarters of this anime there was a big quarter of it which I was so down on and could do without and a lot of it's just due to poor writing yeah and poor timing with how many episodes they had. I think the OVA was a waste. And overall, I'd say... I'd say I'm addicted to Tenjo Tenge, but I have reservations. <laughs> so, Jonah.
1: I would mostly agree with you, honestly. The, the plotline really went on-off, on-off, on-off. The past arc was absolutely brilliant. Like, I cannot praise the past arc enough. Like, it's just... Uh, over-the-top wonderful Um, the ending is definitely my biggest gripe with this anime it's really just really really bad it is quite literally the worst thing about the entire anime is the ending in my opinion Um, I feel like the characters and the voice acting are all really well made for the most part I just more than anything really wish they would have at least Given us some type of closure instead of two really shitty endings.
0: Yeah, it was like this anime was fantastic for the most part. Mm-hmm. It was just very piss poor execution at the end, which damages the whole series.
1: It does. I mean, when you have a really good anime like Tenjo Tenge, and I would call it a really good anime, you expect the ending to live up to that at least somewhat. But it just didn't. It didn't even come close. And that's really upsetting because you spend all your time and investing your emotions and your time into this and only to have it kind of slap you in the face like, huh, screw you. Yeah, it's not just one slap. It's, it's two, two slaps. slaps.
0: It's like, okay, guys, we know we fucked up, but we'll make it up to you. Naturally, we won't. It's so, all Ra- in
1: all, Sorry. though, I would see I am addicted to Tenjo Tenge. It's one of those animes. Usually, I don't like watching something more than once, but I actually really, I did not get bored watching it a second time, and I could probably watch it a third time. I really enjoyed this anime, even with its faults.
0: I feel like the past art could have been its own anime.
1: Oh, it easily could have. It
0: could have. It could have. Yeah. So, Ryan, uh, your summary, and finish it off at the end with are you addicted to Tenjo Tenge or not?
2: Like, in the terms of the characters of Tenju Tengi, you've got Suichu being the main character, but in my opinion, he is one of the lesser-developed characters in this anime itself, nice. right? You've got the ball- I she always kind his past, that he was, like, bullied as a child. And then you've got the introduction of his mother. Like, his mother, like, what, she, right, understand. She's, like, part of his naggy family that of off little spirits. And what else? We see her once or twice. And I was like, I want more of a film to explained. Birds of Magic coming out of the naggy family. They like, do but,
1: in the OVA.
2: Oh, I've I never watched OVA, so. But they don't touch on nice. it. Barely. They don't touch
1: on it nearly enough, but they explain, okay. they go into it a little mm-hmm. further, just not enough.
2: Like the whole, like, I mean, right, like, the present day characters, Bob and sort of shoe, They're you, they're not as developed as I would like to have been, but the past arc itself, I love it. I love the past arc. Like the whole, as I said, I'm I'm maybe going fanboys, I'm not tell me, but that character. <laughs> I just love the whole transition of this young naive novice not not known uh, like a fang in the world I'm and being totally took, with you there. and being tuck on the ring of Shane Natsana. Like this yeah, this character that's so complex. He's bit it's Shane is basically schizophrenic in my opinion. That like, you've got another cl- conflict between the Dragon Eye side and his be- better side, which he's got these friendships with Kata- the Club Katana, but the, basically they come they come to an end with a dragon I say they basically going around slaughtering innocent people. Like the whole path or the like all the characters development. Beautiful beautiful development. Then the climax I was looking for a good wee climax but not it was not it was not it was delivered. It was not delivered. As you said, I never watched be but for my opinion right talk for reviews, I explained it's two slaps in the face. Out of load a great wee ending as I said, I don't Berserk, like, it's one It's like well, an anime like Berserk, if you want a good climax, you have to go out of your way and read the manga, and some people don't like reading mangas, they just want to watch anime per se, so if I'm addicted to Tenjo Tengi, I would be addicted to it on an okay day in terms of anime
0: Yeah, and if you want to talk about perfect endings, there's an anime called Code Geass which I know Ryan's very familiar with <laughs> but that has the best ending out of any anime ever and that's Leavage. how you do it. That is how you do an ending, not exactly. this way. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> is the best character. So, cool gas plugin.
1: <laughs> we'll eventually be reviewing that one
0: as well, and um, we'll invite you along. So, definitely. With that, we're. Um, I think this is pretty much free. Addicted to animes for Tenjo Tenge. Mm-hmm. But we have our reservations and we have our issues with it, but overall we're addicted to Tenjo Tenge. Definitely. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to wrap things up with a few plugs and play us out of here, guys. So, first off, if you are a fan of if you are a fan of anime in any way, you should check out Addicted to anime on Facebook. The URL is facebook.com/slash addicted anime fans. Tumblr is addictedanimefans.tumblr.com. Uh, you can check us out um, at uh, addicts to anime on Twitter. Um, for me, you can follow me at Steve Wago. Also, check out my MMA website, udmma.com, which is Unanimous Decision MMA. You can follow me at udmma on Twitter, and check out facebook.com slash udmma. Also, check out all the other great programming on Megapowers Radio, such as the uh, Post Monday Night Post Raw Show, which is every Monday um, after WWE Raw uh check out the dace man show we got a whole bunch of different stuff including the game of thrones podcast so take a look through the mega powers radio website take a look at all the great content that we've got to offer to you also check out fanboysanonymous.com, smartoutmoment.com and i pretty much think that's all from me Jonna, do you have anything to plug or are you pretty much good
1: i'm pretty much good
0: ryan do you have any projects any podcast anything you want to plug out there Nothing. at all, is
2: my very first podcast, and I I thank you very much, Stephen and you, for bringing me on there.
0: Uh, right. Thank you very much for being on here tonight. You're welcome. And um, I am going to play us off, and we'll we be <laughs> we will be done for the evening, uh, guys. Thanks you for listening in. We're going to be YouTube reviewing Cowboy Bebop next time. As I said, facebook.com dot slash addicted anime fans to find out more about that.